You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. All right, I want to move a forward, uh, move forward, and, and talk about a game that I don't even know if we get to the over/under, thirty-three and a half, uh, or check that, 30, yeah, thirty-three and a half for the Falcons at the Jets this Sunday. Jets guys, we know the situation, right? Tim Boyle's the quarterback. Uh, Falcons won a big game against the Saints last week. They are currently in first place in that division, and if they win this game, their chances of going to the playoffs goes up to 65%. So this is a big game uh, on for the, for the Falcons to go handle the Jets. But, Nick, this spread, Falcons favored by three points and the over-under 33-and-a-half. I mean, what are we watching, Iowa football here? Well, I mean, I'd rather watch Iowa football than, like, Tim Boyle and this Jets offense coordinated by Aaron Rodgers' buddy Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, this. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm in New York here, and, like, you wouldn't even believe some of the things that are getting said by Jets fans. So you can understand the frustration here, um, as opposed to, like, piling on and giving my opinion, which is the Jets need to fire their general manager, Aaron Rodgers, because he's the GM. Now, Joe Douglas isn't the GM. Aaron Rodgers is the GM. Why is Tim Boyle playing and not Trevor Simeon? My favorite report of the entire season, by the way, was a couple weeks ago when the Rams signed Carson Wentz, when it was, well, the Jets, it's a public show of confidence in Zach Will. Why? Why? Like, the playoffs were still in reach. Wentz is 50 times better. It's not that Carson Wentz is the best quarterback ever anyway, as far as this game is concerned. But not that, Nick, like, just, just to add real quick. I mean, It's insane, right? Joe Douglas was in Philadelphia when they traded for Carson Wentz, and he always loved Carson. Loved him. Wow. Like, it was bizarre. Like, tell, tell me, like someone tell me that Aaron Rodgers isn't the shadow general manager of this team. Like it's 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 actually sick and it's terrible. I feel bad for Jets fans. I'm also a Giants fan, so whatever. Um, as far as this game is concerned, at BetMGM, 
the point spread in this game is still Falcons two and a half. Now, juiced big time towards Atlanta, big time towards the Falcons. Uh, I I mean, it's the easiest click of the button of the entire season. So if you, <laughs> I'm, I mean, ser- no, seriously, if you bet the Jets plus two and a half, even like plus, I guess three is a different story because like they could lose by three in a low scoring game. Like you are betting Tim Boyle to win. So it's like, I will click the button that says Tim Boyle will lose. And I, it's not that like Des- Desmond Ritter's Matt Ryan. Obviously, he's not like Ritter me this. Why does he make some of these insane throws? He's not very good. It do- it doesn't. It actually doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Tim Boyle's not winning. So I bet the Falcons. If I lose, tip of the cap to Tim Boyle and the Jets. I'm willing to go down if I go down to Tim Boyle. Give me the Falcons in the game. Easiest bet of the week. Doesn't mean it's going to win. So I just want to be clear about that. Just like I feel as confident as I could possibly feel about a wager. He took his hat off, Baldy. He's uh, he's pretty confident. confident. <laughs> he's pounded into the table. He took his I mean, hat off. The Jets' only hope here, Nick and Carl, honestly, is that the defense, which plays really well at least through the three quarters every week, no matter who the opponent is, uh, even against Miami, you know they get the pick six, the whole thing. Uh, it, the defense almost has to outscore the offense, which against Desmond Ritter, like like it's possible. It's not impossible to your point. Yeah, I mean that that's that's because honestly, even if Tim Boyle plays great, they have Brees Hall right now and they have Garrett Wilson. They have two legitimate offensive weapons. The Falcons have a half a dozen. Like now that Cordero Patterson is back, they got six guys that can touch the ball and change the game. The Jets have two, little legitimately two players that can change field position, make a play. That's it. And since the offense line fell apart, Brees Hall has basically been invisible. Uh, the Jets' defense has to basically outscore in this game. That's that's their only hope. Can I give you just one one thing? I'm like, so let and Baldy's 100 percent right. Like there are ways that the Jets can win this game. I'm not trying to make it like they can't win. Last week against Miami, they actually, if you bet the Jets in the game, you had almost the perfect run out leading up to the 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 hell mary, the fail mary at the end of the first yeah. half. First drive of the game, fourth and one. Dolphins go for it. Don't get it. Then the next drive for Miami, fourth and one, McDaniel takes the three, right? So that's three nothing instead of 14 nothing because, like, he goes if it's seven nothing and they get it the first time, fourth and one. So it's three nothing instead of 14 nothing. Then you get the Eccles pick six. Like, that is the formula for the Jets to cover a big number in that game against Miami. And they still got their doors blown off in the game. So I I just, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Give me the Falcons. All right. I mean, one of the games I'm looking forward to, guys, uh, it's in the huddle. Brian Baldinger, Jason Lockon for a part of this podcast. Of course, Nick Costos joining us to talk about the betting angles of what's going on into week 13. Um, I'm excited to watch Broncos Texans, and I would have never told you guys that eight weeks ago, right? Yeah. Broncos on this five-game win streak. Texans, I, I just love what I'm watching with C.J. Stroud and, and how he's developing. Texans at home, three and a half point favorite, over unders 47 and a half, Nick. Broncos on the road. Can they continue this incredible run and this turnaround that we've seen maybe the best, you know, in, in 10 years? I don't know how long it's been since we've seen a team go from one and five to now six and five. Yeah, it's been it's been an unbelievable run. And like just and we could talk about the game in a second, just that. In the futures market, th- this game is actually going to count for a lot, obviously, where Sean Payton is making like a big-time push right now for coach of the year. Yeah. He's now 16-1. to 1. Like, he's going to—Denver makes the playoffs. Like, he could very well win this award. 
Russell Wilson is now the third choice for comeback player of the year. And there's going to be a very toxic debate that goes on with like Damar Hamlin, who's the favorite, who's barely played this year versus like Russell Wilson. As we move down the stretch, if the Broncos keep winning, uh, I win a, t- uh, a truckload of money if Russell Wilson wins comeback player of the year. So I'll be rooting very hard for that to happen. But as far as this game is concerned, um, Sometimes I'll give you guys like, hey, here's my like my on-field handicap of the game. With Falcons-Jets, it's as easy as like, I'm never betting Tim Boyle to win. Give me Atlanta. I think this is like a number conversation, right? I think the right point spread in the game. Like Houston, I think, deserves to be rated a little bit better right now than the Broncos. And this point spread in- intimates that they're like a decent amount better than Denver on a neutral field. Um, if it were Texans minus three, I think like that number is okay. Texans like to win the game by a field goal. Um, at three and a half, I, I disagree pretty strongly. Uh, Stroud has been amazing. I think setting himself up to be a guy that we're going to talk about for a decade plus, obviously, I think anyone can see that, right? He, he still turns the football over like a decent amount and he's great. Like I would love him as the quarterback of my team for sure. Still turns the football over. Say what you want about Russell Wilson. Russ doesn't turn the football over. He's managing the game. Um, and I like taking a game manager in a spot like this, where I only need my team to lose by three or win. Uh, I do think the Broncos are going to win this game. I get three and a half, though. Uh, Broncos country, let's cover. Give me the Denver Broncos here, plus the three and a half. Baldy, uh, you brought this up way early in the season with these wide receivers that C.J. Stroud's throwing to. He he doesn't have a superstar. He, he doesn't have a Justin Jefferson. He doesn't have a Devontae Adams. But these guys make plays for him. Well, you know, the, 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 the receivers are a function of your quarterback. Like, Nico Collins was there for two years. Like, nobody paid any attention to Nico Collins. He's their number one receiver right now. The rookie, Tank Dell, went to the Senior Bowl last year at the University of Houston. Nobody could cover him at the Senior Bowl. Nobody could cover him in the NFL. And, you know, it's difficult to be that open the way he gets open at that size. I mean, he's five foot eight, you know, and he's but he plays so much bigger than that. And so, I mean, you just go through. Dalton Schultz has been a terrific uh, pickup for them. I think. They had been running the ball good. They lost Titus Howard, their left guard, who was playing really well next to Laramie Tunsil. And I feel like that's that's going to take a lot away. Uh, you know, this Broncos defense, I mean, they've taken the ball away 16 times in the last five games. And they lead the league in takeaways. Like, I don't think this is going to stop. This is who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, they just found guys. They picked up Fabian Moreau off the street. You look at Jaquan McMillan and what he is doing. Um you know, they are a talented group right now, and they believe that they can affect the quarterback and take the ball away. I don't think it's going to change. I love Denver in this game. Has the uh, – just that – I'm just curious. Has, has the relationship changed with Sean Payton and Russ, or is this just a developing thing that has happened? How do you see that? Because we talked a lot about this, whether it was going to work or not. Whatever's going on, Russell Wilson is falling in the, in the, in the line. And Baldy, just like I'll just toss this in there and let Baldy. I I thought for sure when they signed Jared Stidham to that contract that Stidham was going to start games this year for the Broncos, and like it appears that I was very wrong about that. <laughs> well, he played really well in the preseason. I could see why you know people might lean towards that, like yourself, Nick. But uh, I would say this: winning cures everything. Um, you know, Russell wanted to cook all that stuff that was out there when he was in Seattle, came to Denver. That's not what this offense is. And Sean Payton, to his credit has built this offense around what the best way to win games right now. Last week, they ran it 39 times, all right, for 169 yards against Cleveland. That was the best way to control Miles Garrett and keep that pass rush off and to stop, you know, and not challenge those defensive backs that love to play man coverage and play it really, really well. That and this offensive line, 
They played every snap together except five. It's the only line in the league right now that has had that continuity. If you saw Mike McGlinchey week three, you'd go, what a waste of money. You yeah. watch McGlinchey now against uh, Cleveland last week, you go, wow, him and Quinn Miner is a really good right side to the offensive line. They, Sean's just a great coach. He's built his philosophy right now. The, the, look, Russell's made three incredible throws to help win games in the last three weeks. Last week to Troutman, that throw in the corner of the end zone was phenomenal. Um, and that's all they're asking him to do. Otherwise, take it down to running back, Samaje Pirine, Javante Williams, you know, make an occasional throw to Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. But this offense is clicking because they don't make mistakes. Nick, here comes Jordan Love. Get yourself ready, Green Bay. You may have found your franchise quarterback. And here come the Chiefs in the Green Bay. Sunday night football, guys. Chiefs are a six-point favorite, 42-and-a-half over under. Nick Costos, are you betting the Packers in this game? I'll, I'll tell you, man. Just like this season, I know we're, we're saying like how fast the season goes, and it does go fast. It's also like impossibly long in the sense that like three weeks ago, everyone, Jordan loves things. Yeah, yeah, love's terrible. And now, yeah, like maybe he, he, he looks awesome. He's great on Thanksgiving against the Lions. And I, it's not just... It's not just love. And if you're a Packers fan, I think you got to be really excited because all these skill position players, with the exception of Aaron Jones, obviously, are all really young. Jaden Reed and Wicks and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and not just Musgrave, but like Tucker Craft, the guy behind the guy, rookie tight end who's good, caught a touchdown last week against the Lions. There's a lot, a lot of juice here in this offensive skill core uh, moving forward. So, you know, we were talking about this a little bit off air and. I'm locked in on this game. So, like, I have my bet. I am a little concerned about it. I bet Kansas City. Just like, okay, thinking about it, great job by the Packers last week against the Lions. Even though they're home in this game, different animal going up against this Chiefs defense. Mahomes and company got off like whatever schneid they were on. Like, I still think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Down, spot the Raiders 14 points, still win the game by 14. Explode in the second half. More Rasheed Rice, I think just what the doctor ordered for Kansas City. Um, and the point spreads moved against me here. I laid six and a half, now we're six. And the point spread moved, guys. And you always find this interesting. So Aaron Jones doesn't practice on Wednesday. Green Bay gets bad. That's interesting to me. To me, that tells that there's like legitimate interest in the Packers, and it almost has nothing to do with the offense here. And we have Baldy on You Better You Bet on Wednesdays, and he said something yesterday on my show that stuck with me. And it's how well this Packers defense is playing. And look what they did last week, just, you know, stuffing Jared Goff and the Lions offense into a locker last week. And it got me very concerned here. I, I think the Chiefs are going to win the game. It's not that I think the Packers are going to win, but maybe with the way the Kansas City's offense has been plotting this year, maybe there's a low-scoring game and the Chiefs win, you know, like 20-16, to 16, something like that, 21-17, and Kansas City wins but doesn't cover. So I'm in on my Chiefs bet. I'll stick with it here, but I am a little concerned because I think Baldy might be right about the Packers' defensive matchup here against Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. Baldy, has love turned the corner? I believe he has. This is the ultimate test. The Chiefs are as good as defense as there is in football. Um, they're not going to get the type of separation, the receivers, for Jordan Love that they got to Christian Watson on the over route in Thanksgiving where, you know, it's just, it just takes a great throw, but he's basically open. They're not going to get that against the Chiefs, and they're going to get a much more – they're going to get um, not a blitz happy, but they'll see corner blitzes they haven't seen this year. They're going to see um, Spags mix it up. and So Jordan Love is going to get tested in this game, Carl. Like, he hasn't been tested. Like, he didn't get tested, you know, last week against Detroit. So, it's a good test. But I, but, I, but regardless, 
I believe in Jordan Love. I believe it's funny because when you watch him, gosh, his arm angles, his strength, the way that he plays, it it literally, you're looking at it like Aaron Rodgers. Like you feel and look like you're looking at the next Aaron Rodgers, like that type of ability. Um, now I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but I'm saying just the way that he throws and his maneuverability and the way his calmness and, and demeanor, like he's got a lot of those attributes. Let's talk about the best game of the day, guys, coming into Sunday. No question about it. 49ers at Eagles. Best two rosters in football. Obviously, great coaching on both sides. We saw these two teams in the NFC Championship last year, and there's a good chance we'll see them again this year. But here come the 49ers, 4 o'clock window, Fox. Um, and San Francisco on the road is a three-point favorite. Nick, explain this to me. Because I've had people ask me, wait, 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 the Eagles are 10-1. and 1. How in the hell are the 49ers a three-point favorite on the road against a team that has the best record in the NFL? Yeah, so there's there's a lot going on here, and it's, it's a great question to ask. And I know, like, I've heard a lot of people say, well, the Eagles are being disrespected. How could this be the point spread in the market? Well, like, so if, if the game were a pick em, and you could just bet and bet the winner of the game, I feel like a lot of people would take San Francisco just to win the game. And that's why we're seeing San Francisco get bet. And on Sunday night, and like uh, after Philly wins like the game of the year against Buffalo, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, like what, what would I make the point spread of the game? And I say to myself, okay, if the game were a pick em, or the Eagles were favored by one or two, what would I do? I'd bet San Francisco. If the game were a pick em, what would I do? I'd bet San Francisco. So I think the Niners absolutely deserve to be favored here. Um, I will kind of push back a little bit now that we have reached this number of three and um, Baldy can talk to, and I think he talked about this on our show yesterday. Like there are a lot of mismatches here that San Francisco can exploit. Like I got a good, a lot of good matchups here. Niners offense versus some of the weak areas of the Eagles defense where Harry Roseman does like the money ball thing and like the safeties and linebacker. I know he traded for Bayard, but that's generally a weak spot and the Niners can attack that obviously. Um, so I think the Niners certainly have some winnable matchups in this game here. And, you know, Philly, to the Eagles' credit, they win these games, but they're not, like, extremely impressive. Valdez-Scantling drops the pass. Buffalo should have won the game by double digits last week. So I think that's why we're seeing San Francisco favored. San Francisco's a deserved favorite. So this is not like I look at this and say, wow, this is wrong. Philly should be favored in the game. But now that we've hit three is where me as a better, and as a fan, honestly, because we're all fans at the end of the day. We all love football. We're sports fans. I'll push back a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to bet the Eagles now that we're at a full three in this game. You know, there's there's something to be said, and I think this is something that gets lost with, like, analytics. And I like analytics in football. Like, I really fourth down decision-making. It's something that gets lost. Um, it's like just a team's ability to just to, just to freaking win games. Yep. Like, they just win. Yep. Sorry. So, like, next week, when Buffalo comes off the bye and plays Kansas City, I feel like a lot of people that do betting content are going to bet Buffalo in the game. Because Buffalo, like, on paper, numbers is better than Kansas City. Also, the Bills never win. And Kansas City always wins. I'll bet the Chiefs in that game. Like, last week against Buffalo, I bet the Eagles. You know why? Because they always win. And the, and, and, and the Bills don't. So, in this game, it's okay. I'll bet the team that always wins getting three points. If they lose by three, I push my bet. The end. That's it. But All yeah, right. San Francisco is a deserved favorite in the game. To your original question, I'll bet Eagles with the number being a three. Baldy, is this a uh, and it's silly because the, the the what's on the line for the 49ers is different, right? It's not the, it's not a chance to go to Super Bowl. But are they feeling like, hey, this is a little get back opportunity? You know, we we didn't like the way that went down. Obviously, last year felt meant like maybe we got embarrassed. We didn't have Purdy. 
Let's go oh, show yeah, you. That, that stuff is all out there, you know, and it's it's kind of like actually getting pushed aside. Okay. Everybody thought that was going to be a big, you know, okay, this is the motivation. Like, Philadelphia is in the middle of a gauntlet like no other team has seen this year. Like, you know, you go play Dallas on Sunday night, Kansas City on Monday night, Buffalo in prime time, and now here come the 49ers. That's a gauntlet. Now they found ways. And Dallas and, again coming up, which is crazy. And, and Dallas after that. So, like, nobody in this whole league is going through a gauntlet like this. Um, and Philadelphia just keep finding ways. But, you know, they've given up 23 touchdown passes, which is the second worst in the league to Washington. Like, they are vulnerable. They are terrible on third downs. Like, I just can't – the way San Francisco offense operates, I don't think they're going to have a problem scoring points. Washington doesn't have to score scored points. Buffalo scored points. Like, everybody's scoring – Dallas scored points. They're all scoring points. The difference right now is Jalen Hurts. Like, he just finds ways to win games like he did last week. And really, San Francisco hasn't defended. They're the number one defensive football, but they haven't defended anybody like Hurts that can just extend plays, run for first downs. And so 49ers are playing a lot of man coverage right now. And it's it's worked because what it's doing is it's forcing the quarterback to hold the ball. And now Nick Bosa's getting there. Javon Hargrave is awake. Armstead, Chase Young, like they're getting after the quarterback. But can they afford to play man coverage against Jalen Hurts? Because as soon as he sees that, he's taking off. Yep. And he's just going to rip you apart. So I'm anxious to see that aspect of this game. And so I think it, I like 49ers in this game because I think they're just a more complete team and have been a more complete team. Um, and the, the road thing doesn't – they went to Jacksonville and carved them up. Like, they, they know how to travel. They're a veteran team. Um, but this is going to be a, a – a, like, just a com- – the quarterback comparisons, it's going to be awesome because either one of these guys could be the MVP of this league. And it might come down to how one of them plays in this game. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a good one, guys. Can I, can I hit you with just one other betting thought on this game? Sure. Um, just on the from the Eagles side. So the tush push is like is like is the play of the season, obviously, mm-hmm. right? And they're ruthless, and Hertz is absolutely unstoppable with it. And I think like a lot of people that bet and like bet a lot of money, whether they do content or not, are kind of faced with this conundrum here where are the Eagles like have they like broken like the math of the NFL and the way we rate teams? Because basically, like they're a four down offense, every other team's a three down offense. Mm-hmm. Where you get to fourth and one, like you just get the first down. Like you get the first down. Like they always get the first down and maybe that's something that's like not being accounted for. And I'm curious to see how this goes over the rest of the season. Um, I think it's something that has given them obviously a major, one of the reasons why they, they have the gaudy record that they do despite honestly, like not being as good a team as they were last year. It's a great point. It is Uh, yeah. Four down territory. They're going Nick, tell the people where they can follow you and tell them where they can find you better. You bet. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Costos T H E K O S T O S. Uh, the show, You Better You Bet, weekdays 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Odyssey app, BetQL app, we're on Stadium, we're on Sirius XM, radio stations nationwide, YouTube and Twitch, and Sunday mornings 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And for people in the New York metropolitan area, I have my solo show, 30 minutes, no breaks. Literally, I talk for 30 minutes straight. Uh, 8.30 to 9 a.m. Eastern, the fastest show in all of Wagertainment, WFAN on Sunday mornings. Nick, I think you're doing all right for yourself. Yeah. Hey, man, appreciate you. We will talk to you next week, buddy. Appreciate it. Wishing everybody yeah, minimal sweats, winning right. bets, the absolute very best of luck. There he is, Nick Costos, guys, joining us here on In the Huddle. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.